excited. We're having such a good time. Is there anybody out there? Just not if you can hear me. I forgot that I shouldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach, but yeah, that was really energetic. Huh? Good. I liked that. I'm, You're bringing I'm, some good I'm energy. I'm trying to bring the energy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is a full spoiler reread podcast of George. A podcast. Podcast. <laughs> a, fo- full, a full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire you series. Got, you got there. Starting with there. Game of Thrones. If you joined us last week... We were on a little adventure with Tyrion, reading Tyrion 2. While Tyrion was reading Tyrion 3. No. no. <laughs> no he was meta. reading uh, some dragon lore. Yeah. Had a little chat with Jon. Yeah, they, they had a little bonding session. Yeah, and, with uh, ghosts co- confronting him. Tyrion dropped some life lessons. But that was cool. So, yeah. And then this week we're going to be reading Catelyn 3. It's going to be spectacular. It should be. It should be a good so time. So I don't... It's been really quiet right now uh, in the... The Martin and Game of Thrones world. We've only got we've got a little bit over three weeks till the, we got the final the poster, season airs, which was kind of cool. We it did was get a the cool poster. melding of the Iron Throne with Drogon. I thought it was it was pretty cool having yeah. Drogon's eyes, and then the horns were these the swords from the Iron Throne. That's just I mean it tells us dick all. About yeah, it's what just a cool fuck, but it, teaser yeah, really for cool the image. next. Last I wouldn't season. mind hanging a poster up on my bed. I like posters. I do too. Posters are cool in a nice frame though. So we're going to, once again, be sponsored by Vintage Wine Estates and yeah. Game of Thrones Wines. So make sure that you guys pick up a bottle. Yeah, their, their, their wine is really good. We have been sitting with a Pinot and a Chardonnay, and they are both delicious. Had, uh, had some of the Pinot with steak for dinner tonight and a baked potato. Baked potato. Yo, that Pinot is so great with the steak. It was a big old ribeye, and... It was the, on sale at the store. Yeah, they're delicious wines. They're beautiful bottles. And they're inexpensive. And they're $20 inexpensive. a bottle. Like, so can't uh, beat it. head over to GameOfThronesWines.com. You can even get them at your like the stores that are around. They got like the, the wine and liquor stores. Uh, that's true. What's the one here in Southern California's BevMo. BevMo. Or Total Wine and More probably has them too. Not that they're sponsoring us. Send but us like, money. They sell wine, so. Yeah, so... Look into it. Pick them up. They're delicious, and they're a great accommodation to season eight coming up. Anyway, bum bum. Back to the book. Yeah, I we we may as well dive right in, just because, like we said, it's pretty slow in the the news related world of Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire. I do want to mention that we've got some great ideas for Patreon episodes yes. in the works. We're in the final stages of locking that in and starting to take notes because it does involve an analysis of something we can tell you that yeah, another cool. of Martin's work something in the Song of Ice and Fire series world obviously and so I suppose I could say I could say this much that if you are you know if you're enjoying what you're hearing but you're you 
you have re- read them already, and you're itching for a little more discussion on things that are not so early on in the series. A little more current, shall um, we say? Yeah, that, then go head over to the Patreon, get get yourself tiered up there. and We'll be offering some really cool stuff. It's soon. coming so, very, um, very soon. We're just locking down the final stages of that, and we'll have that real soon. So anyway, straight to Catlin 3. Uh, we open up, and we're in Bran's sick room. We get that it's been eight days since Ned Stark and Sansa and Arya all left with the Kingsguard. No mention of John. King. Fuck John. John who? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Little bitch. A burn on the snow? I mean, it's a stark contrast. All right, but... that's enough. <laughs> it's, that's um, so, yeah, uh, it, uh, Catelyn still, she has not left Bran's room. Uh, surprise, surprise. And Maester Lewin comes in, and he's got a little lamp, and he's got the book of accounts. And he says, "My lady, it is past time we have you." Yo, that's is it? Like I just, but I don't, I don't think he sounds like a. Oh, that's like Sir Roderick. My lady, like, oh man, no, no right, don't that. do a voice. Just say what says, he says. My lady, <laughs> it's past time that we reviewed the accounts. We'll want to know. You'll want to know how much this royal visit has cost us. Yeah, and they they kind of have a little back and forth. The the main thing to. To pull out from that conversation is she knows what it costs them. Yeah, she looks at Bran and says, I know what it costs us. Like, Very, we get it. We okay, yeah, exactly. She wants no part of it. She's pass it off to the steward, and Lewin's like, we have no steward. He went south. Uh, steward Poole went south with Ned. And this is when Catelyn kind of gets mad and says that he's like a little gray rat. Yeah, man. That won't let go. So, yeah, I noticed here, like, and it's not that it's hard to find, but as soon as she blows him off, she, her her attention's immediately back on menial right. assistance to Bran. I should open the windows. I should do this. Yeah, yeah. And completely in, neglecting what she should be doing. I was just kind of surprised at how quickly she was like, he's like a little great rat. Like, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Like, I mean, damn, Callan, chill. But yeah, she she yeah she she. You know what I, that makes me think of good, though? I just stuttered. Is that we put, we put so much shit on her for getting so cold with John, and granted she spent her his whole life being a fucking bitch to him, but it wasn't technically she's just as cold and harsh towards Lewin, and so it shows that she's not. It's not only John that she's capable of this cold malice towards, and so I think again it's just showing that. Stoneheart isn't that big of a lead. That's that's actually what I was just going to say is that's what this reread's showing me is that Catelyn's always had the capability for just very cold, calculating, just brutal, not even calculating, just cold, brutal, remorseless demeanor. And that's exactly what I thought of when she said this to Lewin. But he points out that besides the steward, they need a captain of the guard to fill Jory's place. They need a new master of horses. And again, it says her eyes find him. Her voice was like a whip. Like, she just immediately goes into this almost scare. And it says the maester was shaken by this. Like, yeah, she's, I thought that she's was pretty. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, Lewin was shook. She's fucking intense, man. Like, so it, I mean, it makes sense that later. Yeah, and she her... actually says that she would gladly butcher all the horses of Winterfell 
if it would open brands yeah with their own hands like jesus Christ. like shit Callen. like wait until the red wedding like you're fucking being way too no kidding like it's just yeah she's she's fucking brutal and i guess i always kind of skipped over it but yeah like i never realized how intense she is early on and so it makes me look forward to like her chapter when she's capturing Tyrion and mm. and seeing what kind of uh action she's taking there but Lewin is, you know, really adamant about getting these roles filled, and next thing we know, Rob is there. Yeah, Rob just... speaks up saying, I'll make the appointment. I don't know why he's Scottish, but... Um, that was Scottish? I don't know what that was. That was not an accent at all. That uh, was you mumbling. <laughs> Rob speaks up saying he'll make the appointments. She hadn't heard him enter, and she realizes immediately that she's been shouting, and she's pretty ashamed, like, basically that she was making a big scene and kind of over... Nothing. Lewin wasn't, you know, being a douchebag. He was just kind of doing his job. And then Rob kind of brings out the shame in her. And then she wonders what's happening to her. You know, she's tired all the time. Her head hasn't stopped pounding. It's There's a change that's happening when that happened when Bran fell. Something's happening to her, I guess. She's just grief-stricken. Eh. But um, my boy Lewin already has a list ready of potential like choices for yeah, these appointments. Yeah. Like he's so, on top of shit. That's which is which is just goes to show again how neglectful Catelyn is because all she has to do is glance at this list. She's gonna recognize the names. Rob is a, he takes the list from Lewin. He glances at it and immediately he knows these are good names. Yeah, these are good. Men. We'll discuss yeah. them tomorrow. Yeah. All Kat needs to do is glance at this list of names that she is also going to recognize and be like, yes, yes, no, yes, yes. She can't do that. Yeah, no, she's crippled by whatever the fuck this is because it's more than grief at this point. Like, she's just obsessing. It's She can't let go in any way, shape, or form. But Lewin leaves and Rob goes and closes the door and she notices that he's wearing a sword. Rob turns back to her and he asks, what are you What are you doing? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, what in the world would possibly get you to think what you're doing is okay. Yeah, and it's just this moment where... She starts she, looking at... Yeah, those, uh, la, la, la. She starts looking at Rob pretty closely. And she's yeah. She's noticing that, you know, she'd always... She thinks about how he'd always looked like her. And yes. she was happy about that. She and also Bran mentions and Sansa. It, right, Bran, Sansa, Yeah, the auburn hair, the blue eyes of the Tullys. But right now, she's picking up on the stern look of the Stark and just, just the facial features. And she, I almost feel like it's not even necessarily any kind of physical trait, just that look in his eyes. Yeah. That, that stern, noble, like, I have to take care of my family look. Yeah, for the first time, she sees Ned Stark in him. Like, yeah, he just, he realizes that what she's doing is just kind of detestable. She's ignoring all her responsibilities. And, and she says, I'm taking care of Bran. And he immediately responds with, is, is like that what you call it? Like, you, you haven't left this Snarky room. little yeah, 14 Yeah, you haven't left sarcasm. this room since he fell, like... You're not taking care of anybody. And she thinks back that she had begged. Because uh, he says, yeah, you didn't even go to the gate when Ned and the girls yeah. left. Like, you yeah, didn't she, even say and goodbye. And she's given all these little roundabout excuses. Well, no, I, I said my farewells here and watched yeah. them from the window. Bullshit. You didn't get up and watch them from the window. Yeah, and then she thinks, oh, she had begged Ned not to go. Not now when, you know, Bran had just fallen. But he said he had no choice. And, then... and you know what's funny now that I think about it is we mentioned it in her chapter when they received the letter from Lysa that... Cat was the one that was very aware of the situation in politics and how Ned could not refuse. He had to go south. And for her to completely turn right here and 
forego those responsibilities. Oh, no, Ned should be here because his son is her. Ned still has his responsibilities, and he understands that, and she's refusing to accept the You know, this tragedy, which is pretty regular in this world, tragedy strikes quite often, has completely crippled her. Her mind, her mind for politics, her mind for what needs to be done and what should be being done. Like, if, especially with the accusations that were made, if the Lannisters really killed Liza, she should be making Winterfell strong to support Ned should the shit hit the fan. If he goes down there and actually finds out that the Lannisters did kill uh, John Aaron, he she should have Winterfell prepped and ready. Rob should be preparing for that eventuality. Maybe not tell him right away, but they should be working to strengthen their house, not have her sitting in this room. Right, right. And, and she says and she, that, that she too. can't she can't leave him. She has to be with Bran because he might die at any point. And Rob's like, yo, Lewin said he's not going to die. Yeah, the worst part is already over. But she's convinced, you know, what if Lewin's wrong? What if Bran needs me and I'm not here? Yada, yada, yada. Just this excuse after excuse. And this is when Rob kind of loses his shit and says, Rickon needs you. Like, he's scared. He thinks everyone's abandoned him. He's only three. He follows me around all day, like, clutching my leg, crying. And Rob's got shit to do because Catelyn isn't. So he's got to step up and actually handle some shit. And he's got his little brother on him. And then he gets kind of emotional and he says, you know, I need you as well. Like, I can't do all this. I'm trying, but... And then it says that's when she remembers that he's only 14. Like, yeah. And this is all kind of fell on him. And then, But then, immediately, it says she wants to go to him. She sees he's yeah, about to cry, is... but Bran is holding her hand, and she could not move. See, and she mentions it again uh, just before that, when when they were leaving the gates. Like, how could she leave her Bran, the sweetest of her children? Yeah, she's and choosing she's... Bran over over all her other children, even Rob right now, who obviously he could use a hug. <laughs> like Rob's having a rough time of it. Like his father just left too. Like it's... right, and that's it. Like and so... and his brother is down. Like it's not. Yeah, it's not just Absolutely. her. And so outside, a wolf begins howling, and Rob immediately says it's Bran's wolf. Like, and he opens the windows and. The howl is full of melancholy and despair, and it's sad and cold and lonely. Yes, and cat doesn't like this. Uh, if only, if only. I had to. Holes, just a... you're out of uh, But Kat says, you know, Hold she up. says don't. She doesn't want the window open. And Rob says, Bran needs to hear them sing. And this is when Shaggy Dog and Grey Wind also begin howling. Which I think is really cool that we only know that because Rob says that's Shaggy Dog and Grey Wind. You can tell you the can difference tell them apart if, if you, you listen. listen. Yeah, he can already tell the different pitches in these different dire wolves howling. And Cat begins, she loses her fucking yeah. Shit. She starts shaking and she says, you know, the grief, the cold, the howling, the wolves, and it's night after night after night after night. And her boy lays here broken. This is when she says, the sweetest of her children, the gentlest, the one who loved knighthood and loved to climb, and she's sobbing and covers her ears and starts yelling to make them stop. And she says, kill them if you have to, which like again is just what the. Yeah, like, like it's intense. I mean, I know they haven't really established in a relation, uh, an intense relationship with these wolves yet. Like the wolves haven't really done what one's about to do here soon. Yeah, improve themselves, but like that's a pretty fucking extreme thing to say. Well, that's the only other person to go that far was Joffrey and the Hound. Yeah, and it's like, so she's on that level of madness. But she, uh, in this, I don't know, this grief spell, whatever the fuck it is, she falls to the floor, and Rob ends up helping her up and takes her to the bed, telling her, you know, you haven't slept in days, you need to rest. 
and she immediately thinks I yeah, can't sleep. And can I he... just real quick interject to how great of writing all of this is for every piece to be in the right part for like because next she's going to beg basically for the window to be closed to stop the howling of the wolves and so Rob is going to walk to the window that was open earlier in the chapter and so now he has a reason to go to that window close the window and spot the fire yeah and so just how well Martin puts the blocking around to have this window open at the right time to have them you know the wolves driving her crazy enough and the only way to stop that is for Bran to go to the window and see that right Bran's not walking nowhere (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no yeah um so yeah she immediately says you know close the windows and Rob moves to the windows to close them but notices that the dogs are barking now as well as the wolves which was super perceptive exactly god damn it rob roll that perception check nat 20 (laughs) um but yeah he notices there's a fire and he says fire and it's the library the library one of the library towers is on fire and cat immediately says help me with bran thinking to snatch him up and run and then she goes to the window and sees and well it's when rob says that it's the library tower Cat is immediately filled with relief that yeah. it's the library. Uh, Bran is safe. The library was all the way across the bay. And she's like, oh, thank God. She thanks the gods. And Rob is like, <laughs> yeah, Duh Rob fuck looks at her like, like Yo, what bitch. are you thinking? Um, yeah, so Rob is having none of it, and he tells her to chill here. Like she was going to do uh, Yeah, like she was going to, yeah. I mean, and I think that's just in the panic of the moment. He's like, stay here. Yeah. So, yeah, he tells Gatlin to chill here, which, what else is he going to do? And he fucking, he books it out and in a rush and takes the guards outside with him in a wild rush. This is super important because it's telling you that there's no more guards at the door or in the building. Rob is gathering up all these people with him on his way out. Also note, and I think that I've always overlooked it, it did mention that the, the wolves stopped howling. Yes, yeah, it says Catelyn could hear it from the bedroom. And the outside, it's chaos. There's shouts Whoa. of people shouting fire. There's dogs barking. But, yeah, the they howling. They stopped howling because Summer has to run to them. Well, yeah, to exactly. To get to the tower. And so, like, Summer knows that there's shit going The other down. two are on fire, dude. They're Hell helping yeah, to go they're, put they're out they're the tower fire. Pa- pails yeah, of water up the there. It's the Winterfell Fire Brigade led by Shaggy Wolf and Yo, got, Shaggy Dog and Grey little, like, fireman coats and a little helmet. That would be, be so awesome. adorable. Anywho... <laughs> Back to real life as far as Game of Thrones. She sees the fire and thinks sadly, actually, of all the books that the Starks have gathered over the years, which, as Tyrion just said, they had very rare volumes in there. So, yeah, that's just fucking tragic. And uh, she closes the shutters and turns from the window, and it says, as she turns, the man was in the room with her, which is, it's startling. No, that's creepy. It's pretty fucking startling when you read it. Like, holy shit. In a way, like, because when I... One of the the creepier books I've read was uh, Frankenstein, mm. like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. She's yeah. a, just a creepy book, and like it was very reminiscent of that, where it's just this, oh, surprise, like there's just this creepy dude, and then especially the description of him. Yeah, he's a down, small, gross, dirty man, like, filthy brown clothing, he stinks of horses. And uh, it says, Cat knew every man who worked in the stables, and he was none of them. So he he is in Winterfell, and uh, says he has limp blonde hair and pale eyes sunken into a bony face, and there was a dagger in his hand. And that's when we get the famous line of, you weren't supposed to be here. No one was supposed to be here. 
And uh, Kat looks from the dagger to Bran, kind of sorting it out in her head, and he tells her it's a mercy. He's dead already. And she turns to go back for the window to call out for help, but this is when he moves faster than she would have believed. So I want to point out that she came to that conclusion. She saw the dagger, at, glanced at Bran, and then said no, and he was, yeah. it's a mercy. She came to that conclusion, conclusion immediately. That he was there to kill Bran. And so we'll notice here in a little bit in the chapter when she's talking to Rob that it really does take him that time to realize that. But she came instantly. She knew why he was there, what he was doing. Yeah, and she comes so right to it. That's so. really neat to show how how quick she is to get that. But, yeah, yeah she, 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 she goes to... Um, immediately kind of snaps into go mode. Like, she analyzes the situation quite well. Yeah, it says, uh, as she turns for the window, one hand clamped over her mouth and pulled her head up, and the other put the dagger to her windpipe. His stench was unbearable. Yeah. Ugh. And this is when, like, the, like this is so fucking gutsy. When she grabs this blade, this is very Stoneheart. All her again. strength and yanks it away from her throat. I mean, immediately, it's Valerian steel. It's just sharp yeah, as fuck. Yeah, like, like just brushing against. Yeah, it, you're like her open. hands are fucked right now. And uh, he tries to cover her mouth again. And this is when she bites down into his hand. It's just a savage do yeah. or die fight. And she bites into his palm and starts tearing into it until he lets her go. She falls to the floor. Yep. He's about to go in for the kill on her when the shadow slips in the room, and Brant's wolf fucks this Yeah, dude he up. hears a low rumble, and as he turns to face it, he's done. The wolf leaves at him, and it said wolf and man fell together over Catelyn, and the wolf had the man by the throat and was just ripping and tearing. When it rips back out, the blood spray, it says, uh, on Catelyn felt like warm rain. This wolf just decimated this dude. Do you think that that has any influence on the title of the song, Reigns of Castamere? That the warm blood felt like warm... felt like warm rain on her face. And, like, because I even wrote down that, you know, the, the blood sprayed across her face. And, like, it's such a... A bold image of Cat, of like what she's going to see, especially with her sons and even the wolves being there. Yeah, no, I, I see what you like because it is such a brutal picture of her kind of sitting there with her hands bleeding and this just spray of blood going up over her face that she describes as feeling like warm rain. I don't know. I don't know if it's like Red Wedding foreshadowing or Reigns of Castamere foreshadowing. Like it's just, it's an intense. It's just a, a very, yeah, it's very prominent. But this picture. wolf looks up at her with its with blood in its jaws, and she says it was Bran's wolf. She realized, of course it was. She then thinks like it just kind of clicks to her that like obviously it's going to be the wolf that has not stopped howling for this boy since he fell and cat thanks the wolf she she tells it thank you and extends her bloody hand out to it and the wolf sniffs it and then licks her hand clean of all the blood and then jumps up onto the bed and lays down next to bran and i immediately while i was taking notes i hugged barrack my husky because like, <laughs> oh like it's like it, he's sick in bed and that's all he's that, that's it to like, he's, like that's like, literally what i think it is is this wolf wanted to be with him like to help I mean, because obviously there's something else about these wolves. Like, I think it would strengthen Bran to have this wolf. Even Rob there, picks up on There's nothing about it. these wolves. It's literally a dog wanting cuddle time. And, like, well, like, that's it. That's, like, <laughs> but that's, like, the part of it. That's what comes out. And, like, even Rob sees it with their song. Like, Bran needs to hear them sing. Like, it's just, ooh, I love it. I love these wolves. Yes, so. Um, but she starts laughing hysterically, which immediately, again, made me think of Stoneheart. Just this. She's covered in blood. 
Like Twisted. this dire wolf She's... just saved her son in the most wild way. It's like... almost even uh, like season one Dexter, like the baby in the like she's being born into this this twisted maniacal yeah like she's kind of i mean she just bit this dude like she went pretty savage in this fight on him so like i think she's kind of realizing her well not to mention the mad stricken grief that well that's it like the... she just went from one extreme to the other where she was you know basically catatonic because of bran and her grief and then all of a sudden she's got to fight for both of them well lives. see i think that what that was was her actually doing what she thought she had been doing for the last two weeks and that's pretty yeah, him. she actually had and something so active to do. Actually, protecting him opened her eyes to how useless she had been. But this is uh, that's the way Rob, Maester Lewin, and Sir Roderick, and along with half the guards of Winterfell, find her uh, is laughing hysterically, covered in blood, uh, in Bran's room, and they wrapped her in warm blanket blankets, brought her to her own chambers, and Old Nan helped to bathe her. Once all the blood was off, Lewin came in and dressed her wounds. And this is when we get the description of how fucked up her hands are. They were cut deep, almost to the bone. Uh, and as well as her scalp was raw and bleeding from where the assassin had pulled out a clump of hair, which is just like, fuck, ow. Yeah, that's like a yeah, headache and a hurts. half. So Lewin gives her milk of the poppy, and she sleeps. Yo, you, you so you missed a line uh, there, and I'm so, I'm so glad you did. Wow. No, because I'm really excited for this little sentence I found here. When he was right before, like it's literally the line before he gives her the milk of the poppy, and I'm opening to that page so that I can say it specifically. Oh, right, it's in the middle of the chapter, because that's only the first part of the chapter, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, whatever it was, right before she falls asleep, Lewin says, the pain is just starting now. Mm. Like, <laughs> that's her story. Like, he just summed up Lady Stoneheart. Like, he just, of all the foreshadowing we've received so far... I feel like that's actually yeah, a yeah. strong, like he he says, your pain is just starting now, and here it is. I finally found it. The Meister told her the pain was just starting now and gave her milk of the poppy to help her sleep, mm. and it so is like I mean, yeah, it's referencing her hands as well, is. but it's yeah, it's, obviously the the immediate yeah, meaning is her Ned hands and everything, and the but, girls and the war and the red and, wedding yeah. and just everything. That is She's that's pretty so good. Fucked. I didn't pick up on that either. Um, but well, yeah, anyway, she wakes it. up. Yeah, she ends up sleeping for four days, and when she wakes up, uh, it almost feels like it's all been a nightmare since Bran's fall. Like, everything was just a dream, but the pain in her hands is enough reminder. She's lightheaded and weak, yet strangely resolute, as if a great weight had lifted from her. Something's changed. She That, that snap, that call to action that right. that assassin did, you know, actually spurned her into being active and doing something and actively protecting and Bran so she, and yeah, her family. Right. So she's immediately ashamed of herself for what she's been doing for the last two weeks and she feels like she let her house down. Yep. And she she basically makes a vow to herself that she's gonna show the Northerners and everybody how strong a Tully can be. Yeah. A Tully from River Run. So Rob shows up right with Roderick and Theon and the new captain of the guard, Hallis Mullen, who Rob appoint, apparently appointed um, right. Rob's getting shit done. And Catelyn asks who the assassin was, and no one really knows. Um, they figure out that he's not of Winterfell, but 
that he has been seeing about the castle the last couple weeks, and that kind of gets them thinking that, obviously, then he must be either be of the King's Party or a Lannisterman, like, one or the other. Then they say that they found where he was sleeping, he had hidden himself in the stables, and she, Catelyn's pretty pissed off. How do, how does nobody spotted him? This exactly, guy's just yeah. staying here. And for obvious reasons. Hey, shut up, bitch. You've been grieving and <laughs> acting like a fucking jerk for the last two weeks. Second, everybody left. Like, it's empty. Well, it's we hard get to this interesting. Uh, could be Hodor yes, saw him. I really... Talk is that out. boy's been acting queer, but simple as he is, and he trails off. Why is Hodor acting Yo, queer? right? I mean, of... Does he know Bran's fall is happening? Like, does That's he what know? His I mean, journey is and then like to clarify, um, this is based off show stuff, like going off the hold the door kind of same. I would think for me, like I'm kind of is he if he knows as I think in the show he does as it did, if he knows what's gonna happen to him as it's like Hodor acting weird because he knows this is the time this is that the start everything of it, yeah, yeah Bran's that's, fall that's exactly what and, I thought too and so I think it's gonna be somewhat similar in the books obviously but I you know not See, exactly and, the and that's something show, very but... easy to overlook because you know they're like oh with Hodor the simple boy he's they say something's weird with him but well like he... that's it simple makes me almost think routine like but he's, you know he's Hodor we. What like, is acting queer for a simple for boy? Hodor, like, right. Yeah, How is exactly. Why would he be acting strange? All but, uh, they, yeah, they found where he was sleeping along with the 90 silver stags, and Kat just kind of jestingly says, it's good to know my son's life was not cheap. And this kind of shocks the others. Everyone's like, wait, you assume that he was here to kill Bran? That's when Rob just asks, why would anyone want to kill Bran? And this is when Kat... Because he's just a child. And I, I really, like, this, I think, of anything, shows Kat is clarified she's got it now because she tells Rob to answer his own question that he needs to start thinking like a lord like she's getting it now that shit's moving there's a there's some game at foot here someone's trying to kill her son and she now needs to make sure that things are in place exactly. to where they're not going to be held up because Rob doesn't have the well with her exactly with, with he needs to the... start thinking these things through and so before he can get his answer out the food arrives along with Maester Lewin Cat asks him how Bran is, and Lewin says unchanged and kind of avoids her glance. Right. Um, so she turns back to Rob to get his answer, and Rob astutely says someone is afraid Bran will wake up. They're afraid of what he might say or do. They're afraid of what he knows. And Cat feels pride. Like, good job, Rob. You like you nailed it. That's pretty much exactly what she's worried about. So she may wait. No, you wait. Oh, Cat. Uh, then they because they ask about the guards. Yeah. And Cat says, "Well, as long as my husband's gone, his son is the the Lord of Winterfell." Mm-hmm. And so Rob takes charge. Yep. You know, guard here at night and day. Yeah, guard he out here. four guards right. outside Bran's room uh, at various stages, and this is when Rob says, "And let his wolf stay with him." And Cat immediately agrees. And she, this is when she says, "Yes." And then she says it again, like, "Yes." Like she now knows that. That wolf saved his life. There is some connection here. That like so she she kinda gets that. This is when Sir Roderick brings up the dagger used. Did you have a chance to look at it, my lady? And she was like, I was kind of fucking busy, douchebag. <laughs> but um he says it, it's much too fine of a weapon for this man. It's the dagger's Valerian steel, the hilt is dragon bone, so someone had to have given it some So again, him. right here I also wanna point out that that whole Martin's writing. He's already planted 
both Valyrian Steel and Dragonbone in previous chapters mm-hmm. and explained in those chapters their value to where when we go through it in passing, we know that this, Ooh, this we're is aware. A, yeah, like, this is an impressive Because that we have Ice, who's been passed down from, you know, generation to generation, and then Drogo, uh, yeah, Drogo just got the, the Dragonbone bow yep. from one of his, blood of his blood. And so we know that these are rare, fine items, especially to be in one. A Valyrian yeah. steel dagger with a dragon bone hilt. This is not a cheap... And we, the reader knows this. Cat obviously knows this. Roderick, and Roderick knows this, the master yeah. of arms, definitely so knows this. So this is when Cat tells Rob to close the door. Like, there's some shit afoot. So, and she immediately, she demands oaths of all of them that what she says can't leave this room. And they give it. And Why the fuck is Theon Greyjoy allowed in that confidence um, like god i mean because of the answer he gives you know lord yeah. eddard stark is as a second father to me i will not betray your trust yada yada yep you're a cunt yeah you're fuck off cunt. it just made me hate him more but <laughs> they all swear and she this is when she tells him of liza's accusation about john aaron and once again cat is super astute with she seems James. to recall that a certain lannister jamie yeah. Was seen around the castle the day of the hunt when the king and Ned went out with their whole group there. And, yeah, she kind of filed that one away, I guess, as a subconscious note. And then when she's done being dumb, she pulls it forward as it's relevant you know, I can't believe how on point she is with this like this thought process mm-hmm. just straight down to it. Yeah, and that's when she straight up says that she believes Bran was thrown from the tower. She doesn't think he fell. They're all pretty shocked. And then they begin going through basically that Bran was pretty sure footed. Yeah, I love that Lewin brings up like he knows every single stone in this castle. There's yeah. no reason he should have fallen. Catelyn also gives the the good line there with because they're like, "Are you sure the Lannisters? Like even Jamie Lannister's not so fucked that he'd throw a kid from a window." Truth. And Catelyn says, "There is no limit to Lannister's pride." Or ambition. I mean, true. God, I that, love like, that That's line. a pretty good assumption. That is, like... that is just the Lannisters. If if their words weren't hear me roar, or Lannister always pays his debts, it should be there is no limit to Lannister pride and ambition. There's been a meme going around of uh, Bran in one of the seasons where he's learning the sigils in the show. and Season one. Lewin's like, uh, House Clegane, and he's like... And he's saying that he's reciting the, the words, and he says, "Any man that dies with a clean sword, I'll rape his fucking corpse." <laughs> and then in the next scene, Lewin's like, "A common phrase, but not their official motto." <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. So, Roderick gets pissed because Rob, um, Rod draws his sword and immediately goes, "If that's true, I'll kill him. Like, I'll kill him myself." And Roderick. That's very Joffrey. Roderick gets pissed and like, basically, put that away, boy. Like I've told you before, never unsheathe your sword unless you mean to use it like we are not exactly we're not spoiled little shits like joffrey if you're bearing steel you need to use it it's not for show it's not to make boisterous statements like so yeah rob immediately sheathes his sword and he's pretty abashed by it and this is when (laughs) this is when catelyn thinks winterfell will have need of every sword it has soon and lewin points out that as of right now, they only have conjecture. They don't really have any proof True, to like evidence. what's being Absolutely. pointed out, and so which again is good thing somebody noticed because oh definitely Lewin's on point. You know he's that voice of reason that a maester should be 
like looking at it from all angles. And so Kat decides that without actual evidence, somebody needs to go looking around yes. King's Landing to see what they can see. Rob offers, as is his warrant, as we've seen, he's a little boisterous and He's headstrong. very, yeah, which, I mean, you can't blame him at 14 years old yeah. wanting to do his duty and protect but his house. Catelyn but says in this one we get the rightfully famous so. homage of, uh, there must always be a star, homage is not the right homage. word. Uh, we get the famous phrase, there must always be a Stark in Winterfell, so she refuses Rob going south. And she says, I must go myself. Rob asks, what about Bran? And she says, I've done everything I can at this point. I've sat here for, you know. His life is in the hands of the weeks. gods and Maester Lewin. Yeah. So that's that. Roderick offers his company, you know, the King's Road can be dangerous. And she says, I don't mean to take the King's Road, but two can move as fast as one. And it's much smaller than a larger party, so... I welcome your company, and this is when she says that they'll follow the White Knife down to the down to White Harbor and catch a ship to King's Landing from there, and that they should arrive before Ned and the Lannisters. Great plan. Uh, I mean, definitely would work out. And she if ends it with out. Uh, sort of the ominous quote that when they get there, we shall see what we shall see, and so she's pretty much ready to go see and try to find. Resolute evidence that they're trying to kill her son. And Man, she's trying to take down the Lannister Empire, yo. So, like, the turn of Catelyn in this is just pretty insane. I really like how George split up the chapter to where it was her grieving and mad to her not grieving anymore, but calculated and cunning, but still mad with... Ready to fight. Yeah. Like, and she's so ready to fight, and she's setting was, Winterfell was... up, as, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier, I went on a tangent, but... Yeah, she's getting Rob prepared. Like, Winterfell is going to have need of every sword soon. If what Ned is going south to sort of investigate, yeah, he's Hand of the King, but he wants to know what happened to John Aaron. She knows that as well, especially him knowing about Liza's accusations. So she's stepping up and now doing what she should. So um, I, I, I really enjoyed the chapter. I thought it was great. Do you have an inductee? Uh, yeah, I got one, but why don't, why don't you go first? Just so that way, you, you know, I... Ha- I, I don't have one. You go first. <laughs> See, I like I can't give it to Cat. I thought Cat for the longest time, but I'm just not a fan of that. I uh I had thought about it the other uh when I was reading the chapter, but I forget who I I'm like picked. I'm gonna be kinda meta, but I'm gonna give mine to obviously our lady, Lady Stoneheart, just for how much I thought of her in this chapter. Like you can see it in Cat that it is not a stretch for her. So to that's cool though, because technically she does kind of make an appearance in the chapter. In like, the way well, that that's Kat's it. She, like, she's so cold-hearted to everyone from the second Bran falls, and it's savage. Even to Ned and the girls, like, she does not care because her darling boy has died, and as far as she's concerned. And so, yeah, we just get a peek that when she loses her life and then is brought back by Dondarrion's kiss of life, like. It, it's not a stretch for her to be this vengeful, hateful. Well, and that's it. That's ghoul. something that I'm just I'm realizing now on this reread. Because you know I always thought of it as you know not not that she's not the caring, loving mother, but that the transformation was very harsh and mm. drastic. When it really, it's not. It's not at all. It's just that the the small ties that were preventing her from Lady Stoneharding are still there with her kids yeah, alive exactly. and They're holding her back. Yeah, exactly. alive right now. And that was the, also her children were her sanity. And so as soon as they were severed, she what little there was, it just turns. So it's really cool that 
Martin kept her. She's the same person. She definitely is Catelyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not. But that she's darker. That's why she's so scary to me. That's what makes Stoneheart so compelling and terrifying. Yeah. So I'm going to... The one I had thought about earlier, and I think it's okay, is going to go to Summer for just... Not just taking the dude down. As soon as Rob closed that window and he noticed the dogs barking and the wolves were howling, Summer stopped right then. Yeah, someone was on a way. Booked it the fuck up that tower, took out the dude, and then got to chill with with you know with Bud with 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 Bran. Yeah, there. It, was, so, it was great. Yeah, Summer, welcome to the Brotherhood. We always, I always wanted the wolf. We got to die. I mean, I got my husky Barrick. Barrick Barrick is a wolf. Eh, he's a goon. Basically, he is a goon. But anyway, those were our thoughts on Catelyn three in a Game of Thrones. Yes. So please. Write us in and let us know what you thought about Catelyn's change. And next next episode will be Sansa 1, Sansa's first chapter. So if you're reading along, get get that one taken care of. Let us know who you're inducting. Get uh, get some some letters to us. I don't, I don't know. I, I forgot what I was thinking right there. You sighed heavily as well. Oh. But, yeah, no, write it into us. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Wherever you, you're most comfortable writing from, whether that's emailing us at withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Uh, I'm super active on the Twitter, at mannerswithout. Instagram is a bit more active than we usually are. Thanks, because I've started picking up the slack on that shit, too. <clears throat> at Brotherhood Without. We're on iTunes, Spotify. Leave us a, a review. Give us some of those sweet, sweet stars. Sweet stars. But especially stars, a review. A review would be great. We, we've we got the new website going right now. That's withoutmanners.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And like we said, the Patreon, guys. Yeah, check we've out got our some Patreon. great stuff coming your way on the Patreon. We're going to have some bonus episodes that we're really excited to record. And so that's withoutmanners.patreon.com, probably. Yeah. And let us know, guys. Like, we're we're so, we're so excited. We're having such a good time. Is there anybody out there? Just not if you can hear me. I forgot that I shouldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Write into us, please, because yes. we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your thoughts, opinions, And again, uh, we really appreciate Vintage Wine Estates for sponsoring the last couple episodes. Definitely. As well. So do that. Let us know, guys. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear. If you, uh, if you have any thoughts, ideas on any of this stuff, you know. If you want to talk shit about Zach, that's fun. I like to do that. So do I. It's a good time. But it's great. We're looking forward to the next episode. Like I said, Sansa 1, and after Sansa 1 is ooh, Ned 3? and Ned 3 and Bran 3. We're going we're to going combine double them. episodes. Yeah. So that'll be, that's going to be cool. So Ned 3 is, that's an interesting one, because we haven't hit Sansa yet, but it'll be... After I wonder if Bran will be shit. awake or if it's just gonna be. It's just gonna insane. be. A, it's just him and. In, in, it's just darkness. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it was very, 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 very black over and over and over again. All right, okay. I think that's a good place <laughs> to end. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Valar Margulis. Peace. I said Valar Doharis. I meant. That's what we should have said. <laughs>